You ever heard the phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same? And while we love the excitement of new things, it's also nice to have the reliability of something constant. Hey, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when it comes to insurance, State Farm is a good neighbor you can count on. Solo llama a tu agente. Another way State Farm helps is by supporting the creators and storytellers of the Michael Tuda Podcast Network family. Con la ayuda de State Farm, estamos ayudando y asegurándonos de que nuestras voces sean escuchadas. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Have you been dreaming of a magical wedding? Step into the grand ballroom at the George Washington Wyndham Grand Hotel, where glamour and glitz unite to create your perfect wedding day. At the George Washington Hotel, every detail is meticulously curated for you and your guests. Choose to have your ceremony and reception with us, or join us for a celebration after you say I do. All complimented by hotel accommodations that make the entire experience seamless for you and your guests. Start dreaming and planning your wedding at Wyndham George Washington. You're listening to Custard TV. Part three of our look at 2012. That's what we're on now. Um, joined as always by Gary. Well, I say always, some of the time. <laughs> Stop. Okay. And uh, Matt as well, who never leaves unless Gary calls. Hello, Howdy. Matt. Howdy. <laughs> Talk about bringing down the fourth wall. I know, quite. Um, so, if you've just joined us, what you should really well, do is... Well, they've all just joined us. Well, if this was a tape, <laughs> though, they would listen to the first two tapes and this would be the last, oh, hopefully. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, we are up to July in 2012, the year that brought us in July, Superstar Sinbad and uh, Thelma's Gypsy Girls. It also brought us drama well, in the up. shape... Yeah, <laughs> drama in the shape of um, Wallander and... Um, the newsroom. Wallander, I know Gary loves. The rest of the UK talk, thinks about Wallander as like an antidepressant pill. It's well, just no, no, but suicide pill, thing. I should say. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, antidepressant in that I think on my life's not that depressed. Yeah, it's like my, the my only way it could get worse is if they set it in Albert Square. Dum, 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 dum. Doesn't really fit at the end of the Wallander theme, though. I reckon it could if they put a bit of thought in. Bit of bit of a uh, bit of drum bass in there. Uh, I really love Wallander. This year, I actually watched all three series back to back whilst away on holiday, uh, and then slipped my wrist. No, I mean, um, and then uh, <laughs> and, and and then realised my life wasn't that bad. Uh, no, I just, really really okay. Liked it. Just um, explain to me. Just explain to me because I don't know if we're getting Wallander four or not. Right. I don't know. I don't know, Gary. I can't know everything. I there just are don't more know. Books, but yes, it okay. does depend. They're quite lavish productions. I mean, they All go. Right. They soft, but, uh, they're shot on on scene in in Sweden. So let's say we do get one and a four. Why should I give it another go? Um, a Kenneth Branagh is an amazing actor. We've always known as this, but he he really gets into this role of this person who really doubts themselves, but is amazingly talented as a detective. Two, the locations and the scenery are worth watching it for. It's almost like a, a Richard Attenborough or David Attenborough documentary. You know, it's so lavishly made. Yeah. Uh, and and three, I think it's good crime drama. You know, Denmark and Sweden, the whole Nordic noir scene has been known for good storylines, and Wallander's got some of the best ones based on the books. Um, I, I still think there's plenty. I really hope we get it. 
But I, I agree with you. I think possibly uh, the BBC won't have the money to put into this anymore. And maybe Bran has moved on to do other things. But the thing, it is incredibly bleak. I mean, people say, yeah. you know, DCI Banks and things is bleak, or Silent Witness is bleak. Warrender wins at the Bleak Awards. It really does. I must have missed those awards. The Nord, they're on ITV3, weren't they? Uh, these are the sort of. Uh, it's the Nordic mood, though, isn't it? I think. Yeah. The, uh, I think that's why it's got that sort of bleakness to it. Because, and I mean, it is a, a sort of almost like for like remake of the of the uh, Swedish. Uh, Originals, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Oh. Down to the fact that, that you know when they get a letter, it's all in Swedish, and then yeah. but then they're talking in English. It is very Why is that though? Why is that? I, I think he wanted it. to keep that continuity. It's the only way. I've I've seen some of the documentaries that are on the DVD, and it's the only way that he could get the creator to actually release the program to him was to say we're not going to remake it in England. It's almost as if they've just replaced the dubbing track. Yeah, uh, they did the same thing though with the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo films as well. Yes, in... yeah, the first one of that. Uh, yeah, very much the same. But I, I really like it, and yeah, okay, yes, it is a little bit dark and depressing, but very good crime drama. Uh, and also, what Gary claims is very good drama is a drama about a newsroom. It was called the newsroom, and it was set in the newsroom. Everything involved in it happened within the newsroom. And now Gary is going to talk more about the newsroom. The Room of News uh, was a great <laughs> show uh, that I read. Uh, this is written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, he of West Wing. Yes, you can down that drink now if you're playing that drinking game. Uh, and, and it's superb. Starring Jeff, Bridget, uh, Jeff Daniels uh, as the kind of the, the anchor of the show. And it's got a great supporting cast. Uh, the guy that was in Slumdog Millionaire is in there as a British reporter. And he's really good. Thank you very much. Uh, and, and I think it's just superb. Uh, what they do is that they, they're, they're kind of looking back at the last year of news in America. So it's set kind of 12 months ago. So as events unfold, stories come in. So one of the episodes is a big two-parter about the, the compromising of... Um, that bloke who bombed the Twin Towers. Um, Al-Qaeda fella. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, thought we would, I thought we would... <laughs> Osama Bin Laden, that's his look. I tell you what, I think I'm going to dementia. I was going to go with Postman Pat. <laughs> that would have been right as well. Uh, and it's just brilliant, and it's tense, and it's it's fantastic, and it's coming back later this year. If you don't have Sky Atlantic, this is a reason to beg, borrow, or steal to get it, in my opinion. This is the best drama of 2012, in my opinion. Well, there you go. And this is coming from someone who also enjoyed such great dramas as Wallander. So we know he's not really worth listening to when it comes to TV drama. Uh, that off in this podcast, I'm sure I'll probably get cut off. Uh, 24, <laughs> 24 hours in A&E was one thing I really looked forward yeah. to week on week on Channel 4. The first series I loved, I just, because Channel 4 started, because of the channel that bought us Big Brother, and then they started using or implementing the same sort of techniques in everyday life. Yeah. Of course, there's no, you know, at no point does a crash nurse run to the diary room. What I mean, what I mean <laughs> you, is... You missed that episode, did you? Yeah, I yeah. did, yeah. What I mean is that they just plonk cameras in the... Um, in the emergency room or in A&E and just leave it and what I like is the mundane conversations people have about room. in yeah. the waiting room about sandwiches on trolleys and uh, I love the 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 um, 
I'm going to say the word that's right in a minute, but it's taking me a minute. I love the rapport between the patients and the nurses. Yeah. I love the drama because, you know, it's real. It's not being amplified for TV. It's just really, really interesting. And what is even better about it, in my view, is even if you don't like medical medical things yeah, per dramas. se, you can still enjoy, well, not not medical dramas, but things like Bizarre ER or things, yeah, where people, yeah, yeah, yeah. But things where people lose arms and hands and things. Even if you don't like the sight of blood or something like that, you can still enjoy 24 hours on E&E because it's about the people. Yeah. It's not about, you know, the, their conditions or how they found themselves in the situation they're in. And it's just... Channel 4 at their best. And there was that really good episode where that little girl bought in and they didn't know what was wrong oh, with it. I thought that was... Did you see that one? Heartbreak. Yeah. And of course they trailed it for a long time in the opening and I was just waiting mm. for that episode to come around. Uh, and it was just fantastic. I just loved it so much. And again, f it was a real true-to-life father and daughter moment, that. And you, yeah. you can't script that. You can't make... And also what I like, they don't add in any sort of pretentious cold play in the background no. to make it more you know it's just as is you just feel like it's as is and it's we're already getting a series three i'm so looking forward to oh, it already but yeah. uh, not that i want to wish harm on anyone in london but it's just really <laughs> but if you want to get yourselves on the telly if you're in the, the denmark thing, hill area get the only thing yourself on tv the only thing I do question is sort of the same as one born every minute. There's no camera crew in there. All the cameras are sort of uh, strategically placed around. But they must have to stick mics on people. Yeah. That's the only thing I, worry, well, I they wonder could just move about. mics, couldn't they? No, but they they don't. They're, they're not in the actual hospital. No, but I think I have actually mic. seen mics on, on them. Yeah, they, they have mics on them. So when you're at the depths of the... You know, if you've just lost a finger or something awful or come in with a broken leg... There's somebody going, can I just stick this mic on you and you'll can be on you telly? Just, can you just sign this release form? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even, even worse when the director shouts, steps in and shouts, CUT! Because you've just lost a finger. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is coming back, 20 hours in A&E. 14 episodes last year. Normally if something's 14 episodes, I'm getting sort of fed up about it yeah. by episode 7. But 14 is it's just plenty for that. It sort of worked as well it being on what, what the Olympics was on and it was sort of a thing for you know people to watch that weren't like myself I didn't watch a lot of the Olympics and I did watch 24 hours in A&E and I, I think sort of over that time uh, I think that it was the biggest rated non-Olympic stuff on TV you know some weeks it was. Yeah. It's just brilliant. So that was July. Of course, August and July were all taken up by um, the Olympics, but we have found some things in August, and I'm throwing the August baton over to Matt with his Hi. two T's. Hello. Uh, starting off, then, with uh, Only Connect. I know it's the thing uh, myself and uh, Gary watched. Do you, did, did you start watching this, Luke? I, I have started watching it. It's something I've only watched since I've yeah. been back in the UK, because didn't tend to sort of watch game right. shows uh, while I was there. And I do like, I do think it's one of the things that only the British could do. Indeed. Yeah. It's, it's, really a, well. it's a game show presented by Victoria Corrin. Very sort of witty. It's, it, it's sort of her show, really. That's what it survives on. She certainly sort of, makes it, I think. Yeah, she but she I certainly mean, makes what makes it watchable, in my opinion. And it is probably the hardest quiz on TV as well. Um, no, I, I think struggle. Mastermind is still. No, sorry, uh, University Challenge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I struggle with. I struggle with Pointless though. 
to be yeah, fair. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's you struggle with deal or no deal, mate, so, you know, that's, that's fair enough, you know, there's only one question. To think of a cheeky girl's hit that nobody else has thought of is really tricky. But yeah, Everybody Connect uh, ran sort of from August to the end of the year, and I think, I mean, it's got, it did really well for BBC4, I think, audiences in excess of one million, so... It's since, since, since the digital switchover, I think this is one of the shows that has certainly come more into the public knowledge yeah. now that everybody is able to watch it. It's not stuck on some cable channel that you have to have. You know, everyone can now view this. So, and and I think one Monday of those things, it's one of yeah. those things where it's been on for a while and yet it's only just really found massive audiences. Yeah. Proof, proof that if a, sta- if a station sticks with an idea that people enjoy, then they are going to, you know... They are gonna. F- it is gonna find it's, it's been on since about couple. 2008, I think. Yeah. So yeah, Victoria Corrin sort of get gained yeah. popularity. As well. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, she's been on sort of you know QI she, and she married David Mitchell yeah, last year. Yeah, she's Mrs. Mrs. Mitchell. Uh, moving on to something I know we've talked a lot about on this podcast already is uh, Good Cop, uh, the drama. Um, Warren Brown starred as the. Uh, Cop on a mission to get revenge when his partner was um, killed by a gang. Uh, I don't know how much we're going to talk about this because we have talked about this a great deal on the uh, podcast already. Let's we... just let's just do one sentence t- uh, per person then about yeah. Good Cop. Um, I'll start and I'll have two sentences. <laughs> 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 no, I'll just do one sentence. It was really good, really intriguing, re- really actually more violent than I was expecting, but actually. I wouldn't mm. have it any other way. It's not going to come back for what, a full for a second what series. We could but. talk about is that it, how sort of how it ended because I don't think because it. Yeah, got I don't think we did talk about we that. Never did talked we? about the final episode really, did we? Well, and it ended on a Saturday night, of course. As mm. well, which yeah, because of, because of the de- the death of two police officers in Manchester, the BBC probably in the end wisely I think actually mm. debated that didn't we in a special podcast what we agreed wisely delayed it uh, about four or five weeks uh, the show of that third episode my, my sentence would be that it was yeah it was violent uh, it was dark but I, I think in the end it showed me that Warren Brown is a lead actor yeah definitely um, and I really like the things with him and his dad and the only thing the ending was a sort of you got the impression that they were going to do another series, but I know Luke, you've talked to the someone behind I, the scenes. I, t- I talked to the uh, press officer working on the show at the time. She said there was never really any plans for series two. And that's all supposed to end. And that surprised me because of the thing they had where he, they found out that he might not have been the only person sort of after that gang, and it was like they seemed to be doing another story about the continuation of. But yeah, isn't Line of Duty going to get a second series? Yeah, yeah Line yeah, of Duty is going yeah, back. Yeah, that was ended in such a way that you, mm. you would. Yeah, well, we were uh, talking about that, Gary, on the on the on the, the bit, bit where you got yeah. caught. Off, so before we <laughs> move on, before we move on, before we move on, I mean, stopping the podcast here. I'm putting it on pause. We have a message via Spreaker. You can listen via Spreaker now. Somebody says, you guys are legends. Please mention me. That's Connor Jordan Field. He says, Luke's comment about sandwiches on trolleys was hilarious. I know. You don't need to keep telling me how funny I am. No. No. (laughs) I know. I just... Spreaker has this thing where it just pops up and gives you a message. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that thing, yeah. And that was a very... That was very good. You guys are... um, Amazing. 
Amazing. Well, legends. Legends, legends. was his words. That, I'm not so going to take it. He's yeah. about 12 then, probably. Well, yeah, he's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot to learn. It isn't valid, Matthew. Uh, that, <laughs> with your two T's. Just because you got yeah. two T's. Uh, that's Connor Jordan listening now, who thinks, quite rightly, that we're legends. Any more Carry mentions on. that Lauren Jones is going to get very annoyed. <laughs> this is the Custard TV podcast, by the way. You're listening to our review of the the last section of 2012 but yeah good cop brilliant I've just recently bought the the DVD actually and I will watch it again and also I think we should give mention to um, to the fact that although it was a police drama it dealt with the police in a different way than we'd perhaps seen them before the camaraderie and the rapport they have was dealt with in a different way in good cop which I really enjoyed we talk about another couple of crime-related dramas that were on Accused. If you want to, if you Accused, want to, right? which was on uh, BBC One again. I think we talked about this a lot yeah. on the podcast. Um, I would say really well written, really well acted. All four episodes were very, very good. Um, the standout storylines as well was particularly mm. good. You know, the fact that the, the guy that was in episode three was then featured in episode four. Yeah, the uh, John Bishop. John Bishop was a sort yeah. of a standout in those last two episodes. He was a big I just don't, th- don't think there was a sort of uh, weak link in any of it because the the first series of Accused, I thought maybe there were a couple of weaker episodes, whereas as this one, all four episodes were very powerful, different themes, different sort of moral dilemmas that the characters had to sort of overcome. I think overall that I enjoyed. I think the the best one for me was the one with the. Uh, Anne-Marie Duff and Olivia Coleman on the estate with the, the guns and the guys. Yeah, still my favourite one, I would yeah, say. I yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. based in the hairdressers, yes. Yeah. Um, didn't warm to the Sean Bean um, episode so much, but yeah, I would agree with that. That was yeah. a standalone episode. Yeah, that was sort of... Yeah. And that was sort of a big sort of showy, look, here's Sean Bean in a dress sort of thing. That was... You know what I mean? It sort of what meant to shock. That was the... The guy in that was also in Good Cop, wasn't he? He was the Graham, first, yeah. the first guy killed in Good Cop was yeah. in the first episode of uh, yeah. of Accused. And also uh, crime-related drama, Murder, which was on BBC Two. Um... No, I never saw this. I no, never... you watched it. it. No, it was no, me. What? It was a one-off. It was directed no, I... by the guy who directed the killing, called Burger mm. Larson. Yeah, uh, I, I reviewed I, it actually for your. I really for liked it. Well, I met. I'm about to drop a name. Oh, so if someone could be there to pick it up. I met the lovely Carla Chrome, I believe her name is. No. Yes. Yeah. Carla Chrome. Yeah, <laughs> who's going to be in the upcoming series of Prisoner's Wives. She is fantastic. She's lovely. And I, yeah. I just wanted to... She was in to, Hit and Miss as well. She was in yeah. Hit and Miss as well. And I wanted right. to go back and watch Murder purely for her. But I think I was put off by... Um, the way it was done, and I, I shouldn't have been. I should think. Well, well it, it, featured, it featured that thing what, that you don't like. It was done a lot in flashbacks, so it, it was it, fo- it focused on interviews with uh, the the major characters, and then it yeah. flashed back to actual what actually happened. So um, it had it, the yeah, it was the the supposed uh, um, murderer. The, yeah, victim the victim sister, and the perpetrator, yeah, and, and then the, the lawyer and the police officer, and the lawyer was uh, Stannis Baratheon, of course, who was going to be oh, in, in yes. the bridge. Did suit. you did you find the style of it, which which is what put me off? I've said it. I'll say it again. Um, did you find the style of it worked for what for the story, or did I you find off? It? Yes. Yeah, I did. I definitely. I liked the style. I liked sort of the. Oh, it's like to camera sort of. 
dialogue, wasn't it? And you had yeah. all these little bits, like the lawyer preparing for the for the defence of the girl, like you know, Robert Pugh as the as the police officer. Who I thought was really good, like a down to earth police officer who sort of knew what was going on, but no one was sort of listening to him. And I thought, I just thought it was really well done the way they constructed the story. So and it, all I the thought... action took place, didn't it, in the in the like the interrogation room? Am I right or wrong? Well, no. What what no, happened was is that it, it went over <laughs> a number of times. Don't tell me I'm wrong, Matt. It, it started off, it started off with a each person telling the story from their perspective and you would see different bits of the story. Um, right. Then it moved on in time and you saw him in remand, him on in, on, in prison, then you saw her background and how it changed. It mm -hmm. was very different and very good, but I think only as a one-off. I don't think it would have worked as a series. No, and no. can anyone remember the scheduling of this? Because that was also something I think... That BBC, I think it was BBC 2, 10 o'clock, or was it Bank Holiday Weekend? Yeah, on a Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. 10 o'clock on a Sunday. See, again, that would make me think that they mm. that they didn't really have a lot of faith in it. But again, yeah. maybe I judged it a bit too soon. I, I, I'm i still learning at this watching telly business. Okay. Uh, a lot of people think it's easy. It's not. Good, it start, a lot good, of good start is to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, open your eyes. <laughs> You're getting too cocky, you, with your two T's. Not liking it. Move on. Move on, okay. Um... <laughs> Something else, I suppose, crime-related, we could finish with the crime, August crime season with a touch of cloth. Cause that oh, yeah. The self-referential crime yeah. drama, the comedy crime drama. Mm -hmm. Can I, can I drop another name? Yeah, yes. go for it. I met John Hanna and Charlie Brooker. <sighs> oh, oh uh, at the touch of cloth screening. And to be honest, they showed it us at the screening uh, in in one long piece, of course, Sky One then split it up into two pieces, and I did find I did find it slightly irritating. But I think as Sky made the right decision breaking it up in two because it was too many jokes for an hour and a yeah. half, but it yeah, was just it was, enough. It was bang, bang, bang. Yeah, it? and I was just I was just about a bit of joke fatigue by the end of it oh, on the screen. Yeah, I don't think it could. Although they did show it, didn't they? Like the week after All in One Go, I remember yeah. sort of seeing it, yeah. watching it again All in One Go, which was. And there will be another two cloth adventures. My worry is they've used up all the cloth. The cloth jokes, they can. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it, it, they'll just ring it out and start. As long again. as Todd Carty's there. Yeah, oh, that was a touch of genius. That was that really was. <laughs> I, but again, I think this is something on the podcast back in August we talked about and how much we enjoyed it. So, and the DVD's available now if you don't have Sky and you want to know what it's all about. A touch of cloth. Go and get it. Yeah, uh, more Sky comedy with the uh, trolley, which I don't know if either of you do watch. <sighs> no, no it's I just don't Jane like Horrocks, it. Isn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed this second series of Trolley because of uh, Stephanie Beecham was brought into it as the new boss of the supermarket, uh, Lorraine, and it was basically her doing an impression of Hilary DeVay from Dragon's Den, <laughs> and it was very, very good. Is uh, it as good as the one that Jesse J does? No? Oh, I've not seen that one. Okay. I think, again, I think we're sort of... We're, I'm so over the camera crew coming in to, to film things. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the parodies, yeah. Yeah. This was as well um, one of the produ producers from the off offices involved with Charlie, isn't he? Is, um... Ashitala. Yeah, but yeah. this is it, this really. I wouldn't see this as a sort of document. It's not really done as a documentary, as a sort of mock documentary. It is more of a sort of classic sitcom. No, but they do they do talk to the camera, don't they, in sort of that way? Only right at the beginning. Only sort of 
doing like an advert. They don't do like to camera. I've not seen enough of it to know. No, no, it's not like that. I haven't seen enough of it, but no. I'm making judgments on just... it. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Making jokes yeah. on it. No, the only time they talk to camera is sort of at the start of the episode where they're doing it like an advert. Anyway, trolley's good. Watch it if you haven't. Anyway. Bad Education, more sitcom on BBC oh, Three. Oh yes, I enjoyed it. It's coming back Jack for Davenport. series two. No, Jack Whitehall, but Whitehall, well, Davenport, <laughs> whatever. well done for trying. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it is really good. It's one of those things. BBC Three sitcom is often a term that sends a shudder down my spine. Um, Some girls. Yeah. <laughs> two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. Two pints of small girls. I mean that no. Yeah. Some girls even that uh, bad education. It was just it felt like it was an idea we must have seen before. This sort of young teacher with a uh, class for the students around his age, and he's kind of inept and he doesn't. But it was so well written, and the yeah, young teachers. cast around him was School really of rock. Mm, yeah, but, but the cast around him were just so good. All the all the kids in inverted commas because I think they're all about 45 in real life mm. but I mean that it's just really well written Sarah Salmoni from the brilliant him and her also in a different role that I don't expect her in Michelle Gomez sort of playing the similar character that she did in Green Wing and Matthew Horn who who for me really surprised me mm. because if you think of Gavin of Gavin and Stacey and then that zany character he played who loved Peter Gabriel and things like that was just completely yeah, the head teacher wasn't he it was just brilliant in it, and and I just I can't wait for series two. And this is the sort of comedy that BBC Three yeah. should do. Forget some girls, forget you know anything that's on at the moment. BBC Three are doing because bad education is what I enjoy. Focusing on. I think I enjoyed the episodes more that Jack Whitehall didn't write himself. They seem to be the funnier episodes, the ones that. Um, is it Dan Dan Schweimer who did um, Grandma's House? Wrote a couple of them. Oh no, I knew there was a reason I didn't watch this. <laughs> well, no, you're uh, not. I mean, you're not really the target market either, Gary. No. I mean, you, I think when you get pensions, you're not really easy. easy. BBC Three material. Uh, talking to BBC, I think they turned BBC Three off on my television. When you, get, when you get past thirty-five, they actually turn it off. <laughs> when you get um, your winter fuel allowance, BBC yeah. Three goes off. Yeah. That's you swap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have one or the other. You can be warm or you can have bad education. Uh, also, BBC Three, Our War was the uh, documentary that I know. I don't know if either of you two watched that I one. did. Well, I watched both series, the series the previous year. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it is just a really well-produced documentary. Just so, so harrowing, as you can imagine. It's all, you know, young soldiers going off to Afghanistan... 
for mostly for the first time. They give them cameras to film them sort of going over. They give them helmet cameras, so it is like you're sort of there with them. And you know, you 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 know at the start that not all of them are going to make it to the end. So that's sort of the, you know, you know it's not going to end. And again, it's not a subject we we're unfamiliar with seeing yeah. on TV. But the way it's done mm. is is so well. well like twenty four hours in A and E. I mean, these yeah. are the new styles of sort of documentaries now, aren't they? That do no give you that at all. personal if... give you that personal touch. And I think that's partly down to us as an audience. We want to feel like we're involved in what's going on, and those sort of programs do mm. it brilliantly. Although at times, our war was very tricky to watch. So. Yeah, um, uh, something that uh, tricky to watch. I don't know Doctor Who. I know Luke. You uh, don't really bother with this. No, but, but I, I, I don't really understand the the fascination in it still. Uh, I still like it. I've noticed yeah. Doctor Who's in August and September, so I don't quite know how that worked. Oh, uh, okay. The idiot that put this document together clearly wasn't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was on. It was on during August. Or did it start in August? It started in August and then oh, and right. then took its break in September. So I'm not quite sure. Okay. Uh, well, so this it was this, only five episodes, wasn't that? That's right. This is the last series featuring Karen Gillan as <laughs> Amy Pond. Uh, oh, oh, at, oh, and it started off very well. I think it's a good series. I do like Matt Smith as Doctor Who. I do. Think yeah, he's, I do. He, he's do you know me, what he needs though? For me, Fez. He needs one less T. Just one less T on the map because Matt I think Sith. there's too many <laughs> maps. Too... Star Wars direction there, Matt Sith. Uh, there's <laughs> too many. Ma- there's too many maps with two T's in my life already. Well, I think. Just annoys me. To eradicate them. Yeah. Um, um, it'd be interesting to see how that how that returns later this year. Yeah. With, uh, with the new Jan- Jana Louise Coleman. Well done, because I wasn't. <laughs> 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 uh, and. Yeah, the, I would say they almost did them as like small movies this year. The Doctor yeah. Who, episodes. and the so. big set off featuring the crying angels to me mm. dragged, dragged a bit. And yeah, I like. I mean, I like the one, uh, the Western one. I think was probably the best one they did this. this yeah, series. I like. I also like the one where they were in the where they were in the the place that controlled their movements. You know, and they were in rooms like like Star Trek uh, Hollow Suites. Uh, oh, the like there was, it was my first one. I quite like that one. Also worth mentioning the one. Yeah. Yeah. Also worth mentioning Stephen Moffat actually left Twitter around the same time that Doctor Who came back. So mm. I don't yeah. know whether he was worried about getting onslaught of either happy or angry Doctor Who fans, but uh, I don't know. I think it's just one of those things that if you like it, you do, or if you like it, you love it. If you don't, it just passes you by completely. And uh, I'm already busy watching Bad Education and. Um, Coach trip, so you know it's difficult for me. You know how I said at the start of this, I w- this will be the last section. We've it's only got 60, 16 minutes left. Talk fast. What, what are we talking it? about? Person of interest, Gary. You, you very briefly. Um, this stars Jim Caviezel. Yes, Jesus is in this program. Oh, uh, Jesus. And, uh, it, it's about it's about a, a government project. Uh, that was supposed to keep track on terrorists, but actually, due to a number of things, actually puts, uh, churns out social security numbers of people who are in danger, uh, who become the persons of interest. It's very technological, very good, uh, and has just returned for the second part of series one on Channel Five. 
Yeah, uh, Bake Off. I don't. Know. I mean, Gary, you've just watched the Bake Off for the first. Well, time. I watched the celebrity but, British Bake Off, yeah. which release. was a lot more gentle than the uh, the yeah, standard one. Yeah, there's a lot of stabbing, isn't in there? Yeah. Well, yeah. someone actually did lose a finger this series, <laughs> but it's got. I mean, the Bake Off just really, really took off this year, and it's it got like stupid, stupid ratings for its final series. It's being moved to BBC One this year. Yeah, I was going to say it'll be on BBC One. I think I'll watch it this year. I think mm. I think I've been converted now and it's being bought the format's being bought by a lot of different countries including yeah. states i mean i just i just like it. i think it's very british it's in terms of like being a reality show and i know we talked about it in the first uh, review of the year podcast about how <laughs> is this sort of the end for reality shows and i think this style of reality show like the bake-off might be the way forward sort of the nicer sort of you know everyone gets on the judges are constructive without being sort of overly nasty, and the hosts are just very sort of you know, you know, sympathetic, aren't they? I no, think it's so. interesting you bring that up, Matt, because we've mm. said that documentary styles have changed in yeah. the, in the way of on twenty four hours in A and E, and and you're saying reality's changed, and to an extent, drama has changed a lot mm. as well in two thousand twelve. Yeah. Uh, a lot more. I believe filmic as, as David Bowie said, ch ch, -ch changes. Yeah, uh, and what was we got? Parades End, which was a, which is a very oh, traditional drama. Oh. <laughs> yeah, which, I, like which I actually enjoyed. I know you're making a I hate period drama. <laughs> no, I just uh, didn't like this. I wanted to like this because I like the cumber, but yeah, or the batch as I, I call I it. I really, I thought the writing. The Benedict. Was to give me I, thought, uh, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch was sort of very reserved. He was playing a different character from, obviously, from Sherlock. He was oh, playing I very, that's why I didn't like emotionally it. Uh, emotionally Freeman wasn't um, <laughs> You know, uh, Lord of the Manor type who'd who'd married a woman who for who married him for status rather than actually loving him. Rebecca Hall, who was excellent in it, and I mean, as Roger Alarm was. Adam Graham, Amory Duff, just a really great cast. Because you know how I always know, I've always got my finger on the pulse of everything, Matt. Yeah. You know this. I shouldn't have to say it, but I felt the need for the listeners. I had no idea what was going on in Parade's End. No oh. idea at all. Parade End is. Um, did it? Yeah. Is that what happened? No, uh, it, was, it was all based around just the, the, the build up to and the World War and all of World War One, where. Right. Um, and it was a love triangle between Benedict Cumberbatch's character, his wife, and this other young girl who was part of the suffragette movement, uh, Adelaide when you, Clements. When you put it like that, it sounds right up my street. Yeah, but I, I have to say, I'll stick, I will stick up for it, because I thought it was a really well-produced drama, even though it was a period drama. And, I, you know, we've got mixed views on that one. Very uh, much so. Uh, anyway, I've uh, just scouting... Oh, got to be August... No, 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 no. Big one. It's the biggie. X Factor. Uh, yeah. The other biggie that he's missed as well, if you go back about five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last weekend, then. Let's do that. Oh, let's just talk about that quickly. It was the start of ITV's decent drama for the autumn. It was it was different. That's the best word I can use for the last weekend. I get much like Parade's End. I had no idea where this was going, but unlike Parade's End, I was really intrigued to know where it was going. And Sean Evans, who we 
blurt on if he's not calling us next time he's in something then I don't know why not with Rupert Henry Jones yeah he should just do doubles <laughs> yeah but it was just brilliant I loved the character he played I, I thought the, the um, talking to camera and telling us what was going on which is normally a major pet hate of mine was yeah. just really was well executed as well. yeah but I hate the flashbacks normally but for this just spurred me on to think but what the devil the is going on very clever because yeah. actually they were a plot device. It was him almost saying, "Oh well, in the next bit, you know, oh, there's, you know, I'm, I'm really going to yeah. shock you with my behaviour." Yeah. And, and actually, you just think, "How is he going to shock you?" You know. Yeah. It made you watch the next part. The only thing I didn't like it was the ending. I, I didn't like the ending. I thought the last episode was a bit rushed, and I felt they could have introduced his his his, his personality trait at the end much earlier his on. Batting in the system, wasn't it? Do, yeah, do you know it why? Do you know why end. I think you didn't like it, Gary? Is because the the first two. This was a three-parter. The first two were so brilliant, and the yeah. the the build-up was so fantastic that I spent the whole third one going, "Please give us a good ending, please." I've enjoyed it so much up to this and point, didn't. and I think it's very hard for them to to because I'd built it up so much in my mind at how it was going to end. I had no idea, but I just had such a build-up that it had to be good. Speaking of good, Matt. Yeah, X Factor. You're, you're good, aren't you? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> well, no, that, that's the. Did you want to know my views on last weekend? Yeah, go on, may as well. Yeah, put it yeah. <laughs> you just started to get the same my name. Yeah, no, I, I actually have to disagree with you. I wasn't a big fan of last weekend. Oh, uh, man. Why are you even involved? End of it. I just Fine. found it. I don't know. I just didn't like anyone involved. I didn't like the characters. I didn't well, sympathise with any of the characters. I just found them all very. Well, that that was the problem is that you were supposed very to awful. Him, but then he did the most despicable things. Mm. So I can but sort of see your point. They were all just like you know. I did. I just couldn't gel with the characters. I couldn't find sympathy with any of them. And it just. I watched. I did watch all three episodes. I did give it the benefit of the doubt. I, I you know I wanted to see where it went. But is that not a good sign though that you wanted to see where it went? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But maybe it was just so I could say yes, I've watched it all. But I just found it very unpleasant. A lot of the things that happened in it as well. Yeah. Certainly yeah, in that final episode, I found it very unpleasant to watch. Very uncomfortable Com rape scene, you yeah. know, and yeah. very uncomfortable. <laughs> as opposed to those really comfortable no, rape scenes. Like, <laughs> it was, it was, it was yeah, I know what you mean. Very uncomfortable. Good point. Good point. No. <laughs> I love that. That's got to be one of my favourite quotes ever. Very uncomfortable road scene. <laughs> do, we, do we mention the X Factor now? Or? Just briefly, yeah. Briefly, it was on. There was go. it? Yeah. There you go. It was on Saturday nights. Um, it was a mess this year. Yeah. It was a bit of a mess. The stupid Louis Walsh can't make his mind up episode stands out. With Ryland. And uh, that guy Ryland, on Big Brother was on it. Oh, well, yeah. Christopher Maloney. Oh, oh, don't even say yeah. the M word. Don't even say it. And yeah, the so episode where the best singer in the whole contest got sent home in about week two, five. Yeah, the two best singers. Yeah, were in Much the, like the, the voice. Too. Much like the voice. Mm. But yes. yeah, old uh, Ella went home. She'll have the sort of the biggest success out of any well, of them. She, she was on the national television awards yeah. when she blew blew the audience away with her with her with her singing. Indeed. Uh, so August had a lot of stuff on. Mm. It did, um, yeah. 
let's just go. I'm going to do September because I think we'll get oh. through it quicker if I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, but go on. <laughs> Lily Hammer. Lily Hammer was on BBC Four. Let me tell you about Lily Hammer. It's a Norwegian American show starring Stephen Van Zandt about a New York gangster who tries to start a new life in Lillehammer in Norway uh, after he uh, gave up a gang boss. Uh, it, it was huge, had huge audiences in Norway, was shown in Netflix in North America, and apparently there is going to be a second series. Um, it was kind of filmed in Norwegian and American, and so there was a lot of subtitles, and it was quite hard to follow at times. But, uh, and again, I'm going, to use, I'm going to use the word, it was charming at times. So there was a lot of that. Uh, moving on... Uh, that, uh, that, that one of the, the surprise hits of the year, certainly a comedy that both Luke and I and I believe Matt liked, was uh, was Moonboy on Sky One. Uh, Matt, did you watch much of this? I think you I, what, yeah, I watched, I watched it all. Yeah, I really again charming. Uh. Yeah, charming was the word. I mean, to me, this was the hit of the year for comedy wise, and I think Sky One, this was their their their, their, their crown jewel uh, of the year. Uh, Chris O'Dowd, he previously of the IT crowd. Uh, Don't make everything rhyme. This. It sounds a bit, you know. If you make everything rhyme, Chris O'Dowd of the IT crowd, it just oh, makes sorry. it. Uh, allegory is my word. Uh, and and the star of the show was the young boy, wasn't he? Really, I mean, he was they just brilliant. My only worry about it is, will it lose its its charm as he gets like outnumber outnumber yeah. as he ages? Yeah. We're, okay, we can't stop him aging. I've looked into it. It's really expensive. I don't think but, we need to talk too much about Moonboy because we again we talked about this to death. But to me, you know, the comedy of the year, comedy of the year, Moonboy done. Uh, it was also the first time that Gary had watched Strictly Come Dancing because yeah. he's that age. Yeah, I have. Uh, where, <laughs> where I, I, I've lost the ability to have friends and go out on a Saturday night, so I watch uh, reality yeah. television with your with your heating allowance and your bus pass in your back pocket. That's right. Um, Downton Abbey. We probably should talk about Downton, but. I don't really want to. I mean, it's not my cup of tea. I mean, I'm amazed by it. It was, it was on. Yeah, yeah, it was on. Delete a lot of people it. It was watched on. it and you someone died. Yeah, and won awards. yeah, there was a couple of deaths um, and everything ended nicely with the cricket match. So, um, um, how's that? Nothing worth mentioning. There's not that much as I look at September. Mrs. Biggs gets an honourable mention. Daniel May, Sheridan Smith was fantastic. The Blitzy Circle was ITV trying another type of drama and leaving uh, with Helen McCroy was another drama on in September uh, one thing that we didn't mention uh, in September was A Mother's Son which is going to be repeated on oh, yeah. Thursday and Friday this week on ITV3 that, that was a big hit and I don't quite know why because it wasn't particularly great no but it was um, an intriguing story with a great cast it, yeah, it did I mean, quite well on your drama poll on the, on the website drama yeah, poll yeah it did didn't it Surprisingly, yeah. so in your face. Uh, also, <laughs> also Dallas was back on Channel Five. They yeah. they just spoke about this a lot and gave a lot of oomph to it. But again, not my cup of tea, really. Uh, the second series just about yeah. to start, and obviously with the recent death of uh, the of the character J R Ewing and in real oh, life, yeah. uh, I, I think that will get a bump. But I, I, I yeah, no, no, don't 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 see me watching much of this. No. Um, and finally for September The Paradise which inadvertently a drama on BBC One very similar to Mr. Selfridge which is now airing on yeah. on Sunday nights inadvertently sort of messed up 
the rest of the next eight weeks because they rushed the paradise out and it meant that ITV were juggling things they wanted to show Mr. Selfridge and they weren't able to BBC One pushed things back that were due in September Ripper Street I think didn't they push was that where no, last time yeah, in Halifax last time in Halifax yeah. was pushed back uh, but the paradise talk, it's rather. one of those shows the people who loved it really really enjoyed it and the people like me who didn't watch it just uh, my no, life I mean, I tried change. the first episode and wasn't a fan, so... My life didn't change or alter without, you know, not seeing that. But it is one of the ones the BBC have stuck with, and we will be getting The Paradise 2 we... in um, the new year. Well, in gonna say, we're going to say, we're going to mention Thick of It Thick of It quickly, yeah. Um, I was a bit sceptical about this returning, and the, especially the way it was done one week with the old characters we know and love, and the second week with the characters that we're semi-familiar with, but then when they joined together, I sort of gone, yeah, they're the, back on... The Inquest episode was very, Yeah, very when, they, when they Mickey-taped the, 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 the inquiry that was going on at the same time, I suppose that was quite good. Th- there's praise aplenty for the thick of it from going... <laughs> yeah, but it well, is I don't brilliant. watch it, but I think, yeah... That I, well, this is so the last series now as well, isn't it? Yeah, that, that has come to... Students, it. And um, I, I think probably correctly it's come to the end, to be yeah. fair to it. Yeah, where they were all just like Malcolm Tucker quit, and you know they all basically at the end most of them wanted to leave, didn't they? That's um, another one that get uh, Matt Sport for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, thick of it. Probably still though, if I had to say comedy-wise, Moonboy won. Um, there's also BBC Two Gareth Malone's uh, series Sing While You Work. Yeah. A bit laboured, perhaps, as an idea, but I really just find Gareth Malone. Yeah, I really like Gareth Malone, but yeah. I think. It didn't need that sort of... There was that fifth episode where they eliminated one of the choirs. And I thought they should have just had one each and then do one big concert at the end. Just because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. No, I know. What what was interesting was that that there was a personal... There was a local connection that that one of the the choirs was from my local hospital. Mm. But I didn't feel interested in, in watching it at all. It's not my sort of thing. I just find Gareth Malone just one of those TV personalities who, you know, if he was doing... I don't know, let's say he went for a colonoscopy, I would probably watch it. Just put that out on the table, Channel 5 will probably commission I'll that. Turn, yeah. him into a, <laughs> turn him into a soprano or something but, after but, that. But they'll probably be casting um, Spidey in it rather than Gareth Malone. So that is, believe it or not, 45 minutes worth of August and September. Are we ever going to get to and the July. end of 2012? And oh, July. Cause and, you... and you didn't cut me off, so... Well, hang on. You said, yeah. They're both gone now. That's how I feel. They're both gone. Uh, I just um, let's just try and get Matt back. Actually, that was a a a, a, pl- um, a pl- that went too far. Let's try and get Matt back. There we are. Nice. Always beware that I can. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It was quite nice. That was. There quite you go. Complicated. So there we go. That was. July to September of 2012, we will endeavour to go from October, November and December uh, as we reach the end of 2012. Thank you very much to Matt. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much to Gary for the time he was here. Yeah, thanks. 
Uh, and thanks as always to me who holds the uh, the, uh, the glue <laughs> that holds the, the two rooms together. <laughs> Thank you to my parents for making me possible. Exactly. Uh, join us again uh, for our weekly TV <laughs> podcast and for the end of 2012. Take care. This has been the Custard TV Podcast. Bye. Bye. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.